Welcome Breakthrough Family. It's a happy Monday and I uh, trust that you're doing so well on another one of these beautiful lockdown days. And um, so we have uh, some good things that we can pray into together today. And uh, what I'd like for us to do is just to take a, a leaf out of our good friend Charles Stock's book and look for the redemptive purpose in terms of what God is doing in our nation and in the world during this time. You know, we can be so focused on how tough it is and the calamity and so on, that we sometimes lose the perspective to see what God is doing in and through and behind each of these circumstances. The, the enemy tries, he plays his hand, he does all sorts of things, fear jumps on people, there's a lot of calamity, there's a lot of destruction, and, uh, and, and clearly there's a lot of negativity that's going on. But through it all, can we see the gold? What is it that God is actually doing in the middle of this time? And uh, so we, we use this, this phrase, looking for the redemptive purpose in this situation. Um, you know, perhaps we can take a look in, in nature. So what's happening around us as we look outside? Well, the air is much clearer. And uh, we can see further if you have the opportunity just to try and uh, get to look at the horizon line. You'll be able to see that you can see way further because our pollution levels are way down. We're hearing reports that uh, some of the seaways and the waterways... Uh, you, you probably heard from uh, Venice that the, the canals are, are clear because of uh, much less pollution and, uh, and all kinds of other things that have been flushed into those canals. Um, we, we're not having the airplanes flying over the, the planet and releasing uh, all of their um, uh, carbon emissions uh, into the atmosphere. So we, we're seeing that there's this positive effect in terms of nature during this lockdown period. So we're looking to see what are some of the benefits, what are some of the good things that are, are taking place. How about rest? Many people are saying that they're feeling the most rested that they've felt in a long time. Not having to meet particular deadlines and, and not have to run around. Um, people are, are sleeping easier. And, uh, and, and a bit longer, and so this is a period of rest, and, uh, and, and in that, people's immune systems are actually being boosted. So we find that we've got a quality of life uh, in terms of our internal um, being, which is improving, because our rest is improving. How about levels of trust or faith? Um, this is a great opportunity for people to actually see where their level of hope or trust in the Lord actually is. And so this is something that the Lord is doing. He's helping us to see, because we don't have all the distraction of other things, how our own faith is actually doing. Where are we in our journey? Uh, what, what's our level of faith to trust that the Lord is able to cause all things to work together for good? That He's able to take care of our finances, our health, um, our food, the family, all these different things that we, we get concerned about. And so our level of trust is actually being proven in this time. How about the area of our beliefs? 
You know, it's amazing when we're faced with so many uh, different situations, what we truly believe actually comes up to the surface. And so when the crucible of, of heat and pressure uh, is applied to our belief system, what's deep down in the core actually comes to the fore. And so I'm being amazed at how many people are latching onto so many different conspiracy theories and, and different insights and things and, um, and, and opinions and being, being passed on as other effects. And then I try to see, well, how does that line up with our theological grid? How does that line up with the Word? And not just one scripture independent of other scriptures, but how does this line up with our belief system? And, uh, and so I'm, I'm seeing that our beliefs are being shown for what they really are in this time. And this is a good thing, because it means that we can go, we can reevaluate, we can have discussions, and we can dig a little deeper and ensure that our belief system is doing well. And the last one I want to touch on, there are many other areas as well, but the last one I just want to touch on quickly is this thing of the harvest. And we are seeing many people being swept into the kingdom of God during this time. When there are uncertain times, uh, there are many people caught in the valley of indecision. And, and here's a time where, where, where you can't stay in this place of being undecided. You actually have to make a decision as to who God is. And, and so many people are coming to the place of, of recognizing and deciding that God is real and that He is working in our lives. And so we're seeing a great harvest that is already beginning to, to be manifest. And so this is part of the redemptive purpose in all of this, is that as people are being shaken, the things that they used to rely on are, are not reliable anymore. And so they're turning to the living God. This is an amazing thing. And so just this phrase of a time of divine reset has come to me. And I believe that the Lord is using this as an opportunity for us to reset our priorities, to reset our beliefs and uh, to reset um, all of the, the, the things that go around what it is to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So we're able to loosen ourselves from some of the things that we're giving so much time and attention to that actually have got very little consequence. And we're able to narrow our focus on the things that really count. And this is part of the divine reset. And so as you go through the rest of uh, these next few weeks and, and next few months, look for the divine, uh, the redemptive purpose in, in what's happening around about you and, uh, and celebrate that God is doing good things uh, among us. What I'd like for us to do is just to turn to a, a well-known scripture and uh, we'll, we'll take this as, as part of our prayer time. And uh, this is... Uh, 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 7, and I want to read verses 13 and, and 14. And so this is uh, where the Lord is appearing to Solomon. It's the dedication of the temple, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. And, and God meets with him in a very special, intimate way. And uh, the Lord says that he's heard his prayers and, and uh, received the sacrifices. And then he goes on in verse 13, 2 Chronicles chapter 7. 
when I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain, or a command locusts to devour the land, or send a plague among my people, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers that are offered in this place. So in this place of humbling ourselves and seeking the Lord, just a, a couple of pointers just as we go into a prayer time. This thing of humbling ourselves. You know, it's good for us just to take stock of who we are, what's going on in our lives, and to recognize that God is the powerful one and we are not. He is God. We worship Him. We bow before Him. And so to come in humility, recognizing, yes, we're sons, we're daughters of the living God, but He is God, He is Almighty, and we bow before Him, we humble ourselves before Him. We come with, with a, a lowly spirit, a, a, a willing and submissive spirit, not proud, not arrogant, not haughty, but we actually just come in humility. We, we cause ourselves to see ourselves rightly. And we cause ourselves to see God rightly. This is the whole concept be behind magnify the Lord. When we make Him as big as He is, we begin to see through the correct lens how big He really is. He's magnified in our midst. Just as He is magnified, we also see that we are His creation. He's created us. We're, we're worthy of His love. We're worth something. But we come with a heart of humility. Not because we can demand something because it's our right. No, we come humbly as His children. The other thing is that we should pray. And so I want to encourage you, as we are doing on a daily basis, we take time to pray. We pray for ourselves. We pray for our families. We pray for our um, relatives. We pray for our city. We pray for our nation. We pray for our government, for our president. We pray for the economy. We, we pray for innovations. There's so many things we pray for. But that we actually take the time to pray. And, uh, and so this is the whole, the whole instruction. is Don't just come before me, but actually pray. I want to encourage you, if you've never gone into deep prayer before, here's a wonderful season for you to actually develop that and to step into it. And, uh, and to ask the Holy Spirit who will lead you and guide you and help you in your prayer time. The next part of that verse, it says, seek my face. Is, you see, we're not just coming to, to God in a religious exercise. We're not coming with 
these are our five points or this is my technique that I get from got from this particular speaker or this book or anything like that. It, it's not about following some kind of ritual, but it's about coming into the place of intimacy, of stepping into His presence, of seeking His face. It's not just His hand, but it's His face. And so we're seeking to encounter Him. To sense and to know the nearness of His presence. This is not just running through a list of prayer items, but it's actually stepping into the place of encountering Him, of relationship building with Him. And that's what God is actually looking for in all of this. And He's giving us the motivation and the opportunity in order that we might do this. It also says, turn from your wicked ways. This is a great opportunity for us to go through a time of repentance. Repenting means to change your mind. You used to think one way about things, about your life, about sin, about habits, about beliefs, whatever it is. But it's time for us to turn aside from those things and to turn towards the Lord, to turn towards His way of thinking. And so as we turn from ways that displease Him, which are, in, in that sense, wicked, we turn towards Him, His righteousness, His holiness, His ways. And the Holy Spirit will lead us and guide us. Now, don't go and invent things that are wrong. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you things. Okay, We're not getting into some deep, inner, soul-searching thing, trying to manufacture something that could be wrong. But it's when the Holy Spirit shines His light on something, that's when we want to turn away from it. Alright. Here's the, the beautiful encouragement that comes from the Lord. He says, I will hear from heaven. His ear is inclined, scriptures say. He, he's listening to the prayers of His children. And so He will hear your prayers. This is a beautiful promise. As we come to Him in the ways that I've just outlined, He's not distant, He's not remote, but He's, he's listening and He's hearing from heaven. He says, I will forgive their sin. He's going to forgive us our sin, but also as we stand in the gap on behalf of the nation, we're asking, Lord, forgive us as a people. We have neglected you. Forgive us as a people. We've turned to our own ways. Forgive us, Lord. We have, uh, we have not known fully and truly what we've done. And so we, we, we ask Him to forgive us and to forgive the nation, the people. And He says, I will heal their land. Well, our, our nation needs so much healing. You know, we saw many things turn around in 1994. But there's much that still requires healing. We, we need our, our land to be healed in terms of the drought, in terms of water shortages. We need our land to be healed in terms of um, the, the economic disparity. We need our land to be healed in terms of all the injustice. We need our land to be healed, not just in the natural sense, but as ethnos, different uh, ethnic groups have 
oppressed others or have um, not treated others correctly or lived in fear and cowering of others, whatever it may be, we need this nation and this land to be healed. So let's pray. And I'm just going to kick it off. And then I want to encourage you, keep praying in, in your own place, in your own space. But uh, use this as a, as a little fire lighter to get your prayers going. So thank you, Lord, for your word that says, if my people. And thank you that we are your people, that we can come before you. That we can humble ourselves. We can seek your face. We can turn from our ways that are displeasing to you. Thank you that even as we do so, the promise that you're attentive to the cries of your people, that you do hear from heaven, that you forgive us all of our sins. You are the healer and you heal our land. Lord, in this time we're praying for coronavirus. We're praying for all those who destitute for all those who are vulnerable. We're asking, Lord, for such an outpouring of healing that would heal the land of all of its ills. Not just the virus, but, Lord, the things that break our hearts and the things that displease you, the things where we're broken in our society. We're asking, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you bring healing? Hallelujah. So, thank you, Lord, for listening to our prayers. And thank you, Lord, that we are going to have many testimonies in the, the weeks and the months to come in response to this online time of prayer. So, I encourage you. Thanks, Breakthrough Family. Take time just to work through this passage of Scripture, 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. And let's continue to lift up not just ourselves as individuals but us as a nation before the Lord and uh, maybe you have a blessed day and uh, look forward to connecting with you tomorrow lots of love